Hi, I'm Adam Purcell, and, well, this isn't really amusing at all, but welcome anyway. In a moment, I'll present unto you the audio I recorded for the podcast panel at Hooverville 2009. I'm following Dave Cooper's example by calling it Hooverville 2009, rather than just Hooverville, in the hope there is another next year. Certainly deserves to be, I think. I recorded the podcast panel on my Zoom H2 audio recorder at the event, and I've made that freely available to other podcasters who are on the panel at Hooverville and a few others who have asked. Of course, by doing so, it turned out that two podcasts who weren't there released the audio before anyone who was. Those two being Radio Free Scarrow and Tim's Take On. I think those of us who attended were just too tired to compete with them. But here at Staggering Stories, we talk at length about Hooverville in Staggering Stories Podcast 54, Hounds of the Hooverville. How many times do you think I can say Hooverville in this short bit of audio? Place your bets now. But that being the case with Podcast 54, I won't go on about it too much here. I will say that it was really good to meet so many great people, and a few podcasters too. <laughs> Though, without exception, the podcasters are great fun to be around. Because I'd heard or seen them all thanks to their podcasts, I really did feel as if I already knew them. It was almost like meeting old friends, despite the fact for the most part I'd never actually met them, or even spoken with them. An instant community of like-minded people, you might say. But enough of the gushing, let's get on to the panel recording. I should warn you that the sound quality isn't brilliant, mainly due to the background noise and the on-stage mics. You'll hear that. Hopefully most of it is intelligible, though. I did make a few cuts here and there, mainly when we were being interrupted by our host, Steve Hatcher, but nothing of substance has gone. I should also warn you that we only had three mics between us, and by the end there were nine of us on the stage. That did make things a little more stilted than they would otherwise have been, I think. Nonetheless, we had great fun with it, and hopefully that shines through in the audio. So on the panel, from the left, we initially had Tony Gallishon from the Flashing Blade podcast, uh, Michael from the Tim Dog podcast, Karen Dunn and myself from the Staggering Stories podcast, Marty Perrett from WhoCast and Boxroom podcast, Dave Cooper from Coltdom Collective, and James Norton from Podshock, and also Hitchhiker's Guide to British Sci-Fi. Uh, we are quickly joined on stage by Nat Titchman from Bridging the Rift and Luke Harrison from the Minute Doctor Who podcast. Also, before I shove off, I want to give a quick shout-out to a few podcasters who are in the audience but didn't join us on stage. That's Joe from The Flashing Blade, Gene Riddler and Keith Dunn from Staggering Stories, and James Rockliffe from WhoCast and Dad's Army podcast. So all that being said, I present to you the podcasters panel at Hooverville 2009. Enjoy. Right, let's start. What, why? Why did we get into Doctor Who podcasting? <laughs> 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 I got into Doctor Who podcasting because um, I used to do my own little podcast. I'm a bit of a nerd, in case you haven't realised. And uh, I, I first listened to a podcast and I thought, this is a really interesting thing. It's a really great way to communicate things. I'm a bit lazy, I don't really like to write at a keyboard or blog or things like that. So it was like an audio blog. And I got contacted by this strange gent when I, after I did a podcast about Doctor Who was coming back. And I was so thrilled and so excited about it. And I reviewed Rose. I, I gave my thoughts on Rose, that the show had come back, that I'd grown up with and that I'd loved. So I got this email from this old chap, Louis Trapani, who I'd never heard of. And he said, I'm going to start a Doctor Who podcast. 
and I think you're really interesting. Do you think that we could get together to talk for half an hour about Doctor Who? And he said, well, I don't know, half an hour seems like quite a long time. <laughs> Four years later, and uh, the average episode of Podstock lasts about three hours, I think, and I'm regularly taking the task for that. But that's how I got into it, and four years later, here we are. So, somebody else, Dave. Uh, well, uh, if you don't know, uh, recognise this name. Sorry, if you don't recognise this name, it's because it's a fairly new podcast, uh, Cult and Collective. But before that, uh, I was on what's called CIA, which was also about various cult programmes. But before that, having listened to people like my hero next to me here on uh, Doctor Who Podshop, I joined in, especially when they did what we call the live episodes, on a great site on the internet called Talkshoe. So the a lot of the people here will do, tell you that they, they uh, late at night in their own little rooms, do their version of Doctor Who, and absolutely great it is too. But the sort of pod shops that I'm on are mainly the live ones that go out on the internet with an audience where you're sort of flying by the seat of your pants. And uh, I was lucky, uh, the first one I got onto was Lewis Cannon James on Doctor Who Podshop. Um, I made some contributions to the live podcast that went out particularly when Doctor Who was doing season four, some of the audio clips and things for that. That gave him the taste for it, and now with Ian, the sixth Doctor, having carried the CIA for about eight months, we're now launching, as I say, the Vulcan Collective. I do a few other things, one about wine and other things, but Doctor Who is the main thing that got me into it. Cheers, Martin. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I got into existing like a good idea at the time. I was doing uh, a couple of other podcasts as well. With Silly Voices, is a couple of teddy bears hosting the show. <laughs> and one called the Boxroom Podcast, which is still going, is fantastic. On iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Hard sell. Yeah. So Trev got in touch one day and said, Do you like Doctor Who? It's alright. I quite like it, yeah. Who's uh, your favourite Doctor? Tom, Tom, I think, probably. Standing table answer. And say, oh, hey, can I try out for a dinner card? Okay, how many listeners have you got? I've got 15,000. Oh! Okay, well, I'll give it a go.
basically I had to do long trips from one end of the country to the other end and then the skin plate and had just bought a podcast, um, an iPod and I went, ooh, podcasts, they're free. So I downloaded quite a lot of them and being a Doctor fan, it was hot shot. And luckily, their shows are long enough to sustain most journeys. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so eventually I thought, oh, wait, <laughs> so I thought, I'm a very, very slow driver. So I thought, I could do this, or I'll give it a go. So I did, and, uh, and this week marks my one group show. That's about it, really. <laughs> um, well, you practically cover on the basis. I blame you for the stuff. Not my fault. You introduced me to the idea of that. Come on. <laughs> There's no room for another chair, is there? Put his other front. <laughs> Come here, Matt. Uh, 
I'm Luke from the, the MyNude.co podcast. Um, mine's kind of different in that it's mainly video. Um, as Dave was saying earlier, I'm, I'm brave enough to stick my face on the web. Um, and I wanted to make something uh, in contrast to Podshock, which was <laughs> extremely short. Uh, and it tends to be less than about five minutes. So you can kind of fit it into your podcasting schedule quite easily. Yeah, that's a nice story. Yeah. I'm going to be a really short podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so my next one's about half an hour of juice to me. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're going to hear the name of yours. Hi, I'm Nat. Um, my podcast is called Bridging the Rift, and in order to be different from everyone else's podcast, it's about the fandom rather than the show in general, and it's supposed to recreate the experience of a, of a panel at a convention by having a, a guest panellist on every time. We absolutely don't do the news, we don't review the episodes, and we don't do commentaries. We talk about what the fandom's talking about. So hopefully we're filling a, a gap there. I'm also slightly representing Radio Free Scaro as I'm a spin-off from that, along with Katrina, the, um, the um, understudy host from Radio Free Scaro is my, is my co-host. We've had six episodes of seventh being recorded tonight. So I'm, I'm a complete newbie, although I have more episodes than The Hitchhiker's Guide to British Psych. <laughs> <laughs> Can you perhaps talk about what? No, I don't want daft What do you think you, you bring as a service to Doctor Who fans? Why, in other words, why should people listen to your podcasts? And I know you're going to say you don't, they shouldn't or whatever, but why? It's staggering stories within time that we sound like um, a conversation at a convention. Just oh. four mates all the time, <laughs> just four mates chatting. Um, after half days' work, it's nice to just listen to iTunes and listen to some people who are interested in the same thing you are. Very simple. Well, I'd go on and say that we really honestly don't do it for the listeners, to be honest. It'd be, great, yeah, it'd be great if people enjoy listening to it. We just do it for the fun of it ourselves. I think that is the key to it. Mm-hmm. That is hopefully what makes it enjoyable listening. Yeah. Certainly what makes it fun for us. There's different styles of different shows, I think, fills different needs for the listeners. Um, if, if you like a random conversation and you listen to one, if you want news and views and you listen to another, uh, if you want both, you listen to another. It's, it's, um, it's a mix and match, uh, it's, if you want to find out what's going on in, in the style that you like, then choose your favourite and listen to the hip house. <laughs> Um, Not the box room. Well, we have a second thing that we have is that after Doctor Who Shop Live, for example, that there was a real need for people who wanted to come on and uh, have their feelings and uh, say what they thought about their new set songs. And uh, as Lucy would say, this is going on forever. <laughs> so um, we started off with CIA, which was sort of an overflow show to that. And then everybody else. Yeah, and it overflowed and Point is that people can get uh, share their views with other fans, listen to what they have to say. They can immediately get feedback. Most of the shows here uh, have a, a, a section where people can send in audio feedback, and most of the podcasters here in Saratoga they prefer audio feedback than emails. And um, 
Well, they keep coming back, so something's going to be on the right. I think that the wonderful thing, I got asked at a convention, you know, do you compete with other podcasts? <laughs> so, that, you know, do you have a major line? Is the Hoopcast a major line for Podshop? And I thought that was such a rubbish question because we are all bringing something different to the table and we all have our own unique styles. Podshop is taken to task because it's, it's long elementary. <laughs> but we, we do what we want to do. We have our own little ways, our idiosyncrasies, and people enjoy that. And you can, you can listen to the Tin Dog and the Hoopcast and Podshop and whatever else. You can get your dose of fandom. And I think that really that's a testament, particularly to Doctor Who fans, who, when the show was on a massive hiatus, people like us and, and the fans out there are what kept the show going. Big finish and the fantastic work that they've been doing. And we're just trying to, you know, keep it going because I don't know about everybody else, but I do, I do get fiercely bored and, and annoyed waiting between series of Doctor Who or, you know, I want to get out there and I want to talk, you know, review an episode or chat to mates about it. And I think that's what people like is if, you know... Tim Dock, you were saying yourself, look, you started because you didn't really have any mates, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really have any friends you could talk to about Doctor Who. So by doing a podcast... You're suddenly on the list of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who podcasts provide to fandom is something to listen to while doing the housework and going shopping. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's, that's what they provide me anyway. Yeah. But um, slightly more seriously, um, our podcast, Bridging the Rift, also talks about the creative things fans are doing, mm. like conventions, uh, fan art, fan videos. Uh, we have a truck song at the end of every episode, and we had Alex Day, the Chameleon Circuit on and we try and let people who can't make it to conventions like this have a bit of an experience of a convention we've had um, new new adventures all for Kate Orman on and we didn't talk about her work at all we completely <laughs> just talked about Russell T Davis instead we want to get David Tennant on and talk about the band rules not, not talk about the <laughs> so that's our goal yeah yeah, I, I initially um, actually got into mine because um, I was living overseas in, in Russia and um, and they don't really get Doctor Who at all. The new series has been broadcast over there, but they think it's a bit weird. It's been on the BBC Russian service, apparently. Yeah, it has. And um, interviewed in Russian for a few years. Yeah. And so for me, it was partly a case of um, perhaps feeling a little homesick and wanting to kind of be connected to this community, I guess. And also being able to bring something new. I mean, one of the first episodes I did, I, I was running around on the frozen Finnish Gulf 
talking about the curse of Fenric and how terrible Sylvester McCoy's Russian accent was. Um, so it was, that was just kind of how I, how I got into it, and, and, and from then it's just been fun, really, and, and that's why I carry on doing it because it's a lot of fun to do. It is an appalling accent. <laughs> I think you're saying basically we all listen to each other's podcasts. We all have a tendency to contribute as well to each other every now and again. I think podcasts are nowadays what the A5 fans yeah. Radio Caroline? I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, in the days gone by, the A5 fanzines, everybody wrote for each other's fanzine, and it was just incredibly incestuous. And that's what podcasts are like nowadays. We all do little bits and pieces for each other. There's lots of little jokes flying around. And of course, if you listen in and contribute, you become part of that. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's like family sort of thing. Yeah. To add the point really home, there is nothing different between us here and you out there in the audience. Anybody could become a podcaster. All you need is just a way to record your voice. They're really, we're, you know, we're up here as guests, but we're not. We're just fans like everybody else, really. You speak this. So, you talked about David Tennant on your podcast talking about nothing about it. What ambitions have the rest of you got for your podcast? What would you like to have on at some point? What would you like to get there? What would you like to do with them? Well, we've just managed to get the Colin Baker for the fashion world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very like I said, I'm very lucky like with Joe Hill. We do a big finish play every week as well as a TV show. I would like, I think my ambition is to get a customer. That's, oh, that's, 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 that's the one to go for. Aim high. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the one I'm after. Pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up. You're completely right about them being just a lot of fans, just chatting to all people. I mean, all I ever do is new whatever's out, new DVD, new refinish. Um, my biggest thing this year was reviewing um, Children of Earth every day. <laughs> and putting the book test out before the next episode of Children of Earth. I uh, went a bit insane, I did it that fast. Um, but a 15 minute show every day is pushing out, pushing even Lewis when I'm trying to move that. <laughs> Keeping it down for a few minutes. I think I can have anyone on from my point of view, I never really seen Stabby Stories podcast as a podcast to get big names on. It's really just the four of us and five of us just chatting, so I've never really had any plans to interview anybody or anything like that at all. You don't, I'm sure. No. <laughs> I think it's like, the Newcastle's probably had the, the most interviews with uh, people in my team. Um, it has, yeah, there's something on the phone. Right, okay. So, we can tell you who's the right So, I don't think we're going to get the uh, top maker soon, uh, as soon as possible. Um, and I'm going to have some slightly drunk afterwards. Possibly yeah. selling things at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, and now I'm going to say, we're going to be happy. 
But with the Greek words here today, it must have marvellous. And with the real accent, uh, <laughs> Excellent, and I really enjoyed her part as well as the other uh, guests we've had on today. And thank you for all the guys we've seen. I'm going to raise the bar a little bit from Tony's Go on. Go thing on. and Christopher Eccleston. And I'd say I'd like Russell T. Davies or Stephen Moffat. That's, that's as high as you can go, surely. But seriously, it's though, easy to get. Easy, well, <laughs> probably easy to get, yeah. But, but I, I think that that's, that's <laughs> easy to get <laughs> We said it before that the best thing about podcasts is that you can have a conversation with, with, with other people out there, with fans. And you hit the nail on the head, Tony, when you said it's, it's like a modern day fantasy. And you, it's, it's beautiful because it's instant, it's free, you don't have to wait, uh, you know, until next month to get it through the door. It's there, you can listen to it whenever you want. And you know, pause it and go off and do other things which some podcasts would probably need to do. <laughs> sit down and there's a great time sitting. So, that for me is, is the, the key thing about podcasts is conversation with fans. Somebody say something quick. Yeah, I think for me, I've recently started a, a Doctor Who Mastermind competition, which Tony has been my only guest on so far. I just like to get as many I'm people. Winning. He's winning. winning. Yeah, he's also, yeah. Anyway, um, and yeah, just anybody who wants to get involved, you are the audience. You're also people who can take part and, and do your own thing. It's, I think that's the thing, really. Yeah, I just wanted to say that it is, if you're interested in getting into podcasting, the best way to make a start is to call into Cultdom or the live shows of Podshock. I mean, I, my, I made my break on Podshock, and then having met Chris from Radio Free Scar at a con like this, I got invited to be on one of their episodes, and then took the initiative and started a podcast of my own. It, it is easy to do if you keep to time. If you don't keep to time, if you go over by an hour and a half, you will spend a week doing nothing but editing just to get one episode out. <laughs> I took it to keep you to time. That's the same time. So, can I uh, thank you very much. I'm going to do it by name. A podcaster, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.